you for the highs and lows. You drive, I just never want to ride alone. Everything ain't perfect. You deserve my worship. Always sending close, even when I've seen the furthest. Yeah, the world in the old time, though. If I got you, then all I know. I got everything I need. Oh, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed. God lives up in my chest. So it doesn't matter about the rest. If I got you, Lord, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. I got His heart beating in my chest. So it doesn't matter about the rest. If I got you, Lord, I'm so blessed. Let's go. Cause on my best day, I'm a child. On my worst day, I'm a child. Every day is a good day. You're the reason why. On my best day, I'm a child of God. On my worst day, I'm a child of God. Every day is a good day. You're the reason why. I'm so blessed. 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 I'm so Seem clouding forever over me, but I do. The rain is coming. Mm. Yeah, I've been hanging on to high hopes, 'cause you're the one who's making dry bones come to life. You're the light I put my trust in. Every word you say is gonna come to you and lead me to the promised land. Everything you say is gonna happen, even though I haven't seen it yet. I will build a boat in the sand where they say it never rains. I will stand up in faith. I'll do anything it takes to do it in my sails. Your love never fails or fades. I'll build a boat in the desert place, and when the flood and the water starts to rise, yeah, I'll ride the storm 'cause I got you by my side. With you in my sails, your love never fails or fades. Build a boat in the desert place and.
Good morning, welcome to 1C. Please rise for our first song.
Remain standing as I share with you the scripture for today from Psalm 130. From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord. Pay attention to my prayer, Lord. If you kept a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I put my hope in his word. I long for the Lord more than centuries long for the dawn. Yes, more than centuries long for the dawn. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. He himself will redeem Israel from every kind of sin. God's word for us. You may be seated.
shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing great are you lord sing with me all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing great Boys and girls, come on up for the kids' message. So come right on up front here. Find a seat on the floor. I've got a drill and some pieces of wood with me. So come nice and close so you can see what we're going to do. All right? All right. Wait a minute. Drill's not working. Why is it not working? It needs a battery? Oh, all right. Well, you know what? We are a lot like drills. Did you know that? We're a lot like You knew that? I'm glad you knew that. I just figured it out. We're a lot like drills because, you know what? This drill needs a battery to have power, doesn't it? And just like that, we need to be connected to God, who's the source of power. Do you know that? So now it works. So let's see, now I can put a drill bit in here, and I'm going to use this power to drill into these pieces of wood. All right, doesn't that sound like fun? <laughs> oh, my bit's not very sharp, but look at that. I can just keep drilling. Almost got my finger. That's not good. There we go. Look at that. That doesn't look like it feels very good, does it? No, so we can use power to drill into people and hurt people, but that's not very good. You know, we can do something else too. What if we change out the bits here and let's take a screw because you know what? We can also use the power Jesus has given us to help people, right? To connect with people and to help people and connect people to Jesus, too, so we can connect with people, we can love for people, care for people, 
and we can connect with people, and we can help connect people to other people and to Jesus and to care for them. And that looks like a lot better way to use this power, doesn't it? What's that? They have heads? Yep. See, now they're connected, right? And you know what? Jesus used his power, and he comes to us, and he heals our hurts and our pains and the things that other people have done to us. And you know what? Jesus used his power not to hurt us, but to help us, didn't he? And he didn't hurt people, but he allowed people to hurt him and even put holes in his hands and his feet as they nailed him to the cross. And he died for us because he loves us so much. But that's not the end of the story because Jesus used his power also to beat the devil and sin and death. And he rose from the grave alive and he gives us power to help and serve other people too. Isn't that great that Jesus gives us power to love others, to connect with people, and to connect them to Jesus? All right? So this week, or actually today, talk with your family and see, how can you use the power Jesus has given you to help someone? So who can you help, and what will you do to help someone this week? All right? Will you pray with me? Fold our hands. You can repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for using your power. Not to hurt us, but to rescue us. Help us to love and help others too. Amen. All right, boys and girls, thanks for coming up. Amen and amen. Welcome to all as we gather in God's house. What a glorious day, right? You know, we didn't go out of our doors this morning and get blasted by 90 degrees already or a little cooler it's nicer uh, but the thing about God's grace is it is not limited by the temperature it is not limited by the people we experience God's grace is everywhere at all times and he loves you want to welcome our guests we're glad you're with us to experience this beautiful grace of God uh, that we talk about here at 1c we'd love to get to know you and a couple ways to do it you could text 1c guest to 94,000, you could stop at Next Steps, which is in the family gathering area on your way out, or catch one of us, uh, Greg or myself, and we'd love to be able to talk to you about um, whatever you want to talk about, even uh, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I, I'm open for that. They did win, just so you know. No? No, no, people are shaking their head. All right, let me um, kind of run through some things that we have for announcements. Example, if you have a prayer request and you would like it included in worship today, 402-242-5051. And I'm just going to say this really quickly with passion. Prayer is one of the most underutilized gifts God has given us. I don't pray enough. We don't pray enough. I would love for us to dial that up even more, become people of prayer at all times and in all circumstances. So this is just one way to do it. Take out your smartphone. That's allowed during you know, church for that reason, right? Um, and let us know. Um, also, Sunday Exploration. If I can have that screen up there. Um, you've heard it. We're going to just say it again. We are changing. We used to have what's called Wednesday Exploration. We're moving it to a Sunday morning from 1010 to 1050. And again, it's from nursery all the way through adults. So uh, what an opportunity. And just so you know, between 1010 and 1050, right in here, we are going to have um, 
uh, an adult study. We are going to do a little deeper dive on the sermon itself, just talk about it, have a, some more Bible verses, have a conversation, maybe unpack it a little bit. So if you're thinking, huh, boy, you know, would that be, it'd be a really convenient way to have worship and the study of God's word. And you can even go out, get more coffee if you need it, and a cookie, and come on back in. We'd love to have you. Uh, September 10th voters meeting, all right? September 10th voters meeting. Um, this is the time where we are going to be doing a ministry update, and also we will talk about the budget. Uh, we changed our budget year, so that's, you're probably thinking it's a little strange, but uh, so we'll have that conversation on September 10th, right after the 11 o'clock service. So, love for you to come and be a part of that. And um, last but not least, the idea of, of giving. Um, God has gifted us with all different blessings. You, you have blessings that are just beautiful from God himself. And he wants us to say thank you, and the ways you can do it are so many. You could sing, you could pray, you could serve, you could give. Um, and the joy baskets will be passed out in just a minute. Um, but if you would, just prayerfully ask God, Lord, how do you want me to serve you? In what way can I say thank you? So that's it for announcements. We are now ready to continue to worship.
beautiful song, beautiful message. You know, God loves people like you and me, and he wants to be connected to us. And uh, the communion is one of those ways in which he connects with humanity. And so before we actually take communion, I'd like for us to have an opportunity to confess our sins and to get honest with God and to be reminded of forgiveness. So if you would, let's share together in the words of the prayer above. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us renew us and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. And again, the only way we can walk in his ways is because he has forgiven us. He went to a cross. He died so we could be blessed by him with forgiveness of sins and life with him forever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. We continue now with the celebration of the Lord's Supper.
Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for ministry, for mission, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we just thank you that you are always able to be right there where we need you. We have prayers for the staff and pastor and all those who serve at one sea, that you just bless them, Lord, and encourage them and strengthen them. Prayers for the people staying at SOS and the staff, that you grant them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Prayers of healing for Scott and Gina. Father, we just thank you for all these prayers and the ones unspoken there this morning. Father, you know what weighs heavy upon us and help us to just bring it to the cross and to lay it there and to trust that you have the best for us. Join me as we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory 
forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Last week of the book of Genesis, we flew by and talked about a lot of stories. And if you recall, I know Randy reminded you last week, I'm going to remind you again. There is nothing more important than God's relationship with you and your relationship with him. That, that story, that truth has been woven through the fabric of the book of Genesis. Every time, every story, it's about God's relationship with his people and his desire that we would have a relationship back with him. And as we close out the book of Genesis, we're going to pause one more time on the story of Joseph. Three weeks we've talked about him, more than any other part of the story of Genesis. There's so much in there that I wish uh, we had a couple more weeks. Uh, next week we start a new sermon series entitled, Not Today, Satan. And so be ready for that, all right? We're going to have a little bit of fun and hopefully um, do some teaching. Uh, title, Genesis, Reunification. And really, the real message I want to say is this idea of forgiveness. It's not just about reuniting with somebody. It's this idea of God's grace coming to Joseph and Joseph saying, I'm going to go this way with it. That's the story. It's about relationships, so don't forget that. Have that as a filter. All right, um, I am guessing that either you've heard this, or you have said this, or you have thought this. You could um, advance, please. Sometimes my clicker does not work. All right, why do bad things happen to good people? How many of you have ever heard that phrase? And I won't ask you if you, you said it yourself. You know, I, I've wondered this myself in my office when people are going through all sorts of challenges. This kind of comes up. Why do, why do bad things happen to good people? And then I'm going to tell you, I listen lovingly. But I'm sitting on the inside, and, and I'm going to tell you, I want to... I want to get it right, because that's not the right question. When we stay there, it brings us down a path that's not good, and you're going you're gonna to hear it in a little bit, okay? Thus, the chair. So I want you to be known. That chair is, is calling me right now. Uh, it's comfortable. Let me tell you, I do a men's study, and I sit in one of these chairs, and it is so comfortable. Um, but the question, why do bad things happen to good people is the wrong question. Next slide. This is really the question at hand. Why do good things happen to bad people? And if you read it really quick, you're thinking, well, there's no difference. Oh, yeah, it is. The words good and bad are switched around, and the truth is much better. In fact, St. Paul addresses this in Romans chapter 3. Next slide, please. Paul says, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Next slide. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. Now let's just stay there for a moment because I think we see Paul flipping the script. Right? Instead of this, why do bad things happen to good people? Paul now says, well, wait a minute here. We're not good people. Everyone sins. You, me, our neighbors, 
our other family members. You see, sin is all around us. But the good comes from Christ Jesus specifically. That's what Paul is saying. Your life will be changed and blessed because of Christ Jesus. Not because you're so good. So I think once we get this, the right question at hand, then we can go down a path. And that's where I want to bring you to John chapter 16. And uh, again, Jesus is he's nailing it. He says, I, I have told you all this. You should read the whole chapter of John 16. That you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but what's the next two words? Take heart, because I have overcome the world. Uh, Thoraseo is the Greek word for take heart, kind of putting those two words together. It is an imperative in the Greek which means you can put an exclamation mark by it and like a 20 more. It's like this is a really big thing. Take heart. And it's not just an attitude, it's also an aptitude. In other words, take heart, you know, thinking about it, but take heart doing it. It's actually um, um, imperative present tense. So if you follow the whole thing of the word, it means like, Take heart and just keep on going. Don't just stop. Don't just go, okay, I take heart. It is going. And here's some of the other words that go on. It says courage, good cheer, confident, hopeful, bold, bold bearing, like you're going to have it and just live it out. And it's an ongoing process. We see this in the story of Joseph. Read again Genesis 37 to 50. Take time to read that story. You're going to find a remarkable man that took heart. And I'd like to give you just a, a little breakdown on the differences of not taking heart and taking heart. So, next slide. Not take heart versus take heart, the first one. Next slide. Being prideful versus being humble. Joseph, humble, all the way through. Even to the point when he was second in command. There was a sense of humility in what he was doing. He didn't go down the path of being prideful. Next one. Keep count of offenses versus lose count of offenses. I know that when I do this, and I'm sure you do this once in a while as well, it's so easy to remember how people have hurt you, and it's so easy to keep track of those things. And yet, when we take heart, we don't worry about that kind of stuff. We leave it to our God, and then we just be bold in living out our life. But I think sometimes, I know, the devil just kind of dangles it in front of us and says, well, keep track of what people have done against you. Keep track. Okay, next one. Think forgiveness is an option versus no forgiveness is mandatory. And I've had conversations about this with people recently uh, because some of the offenses that have been done against them are this big. And they're like, how can I forgive that? And my answer is you don't, actually. It's the forgiveness that Christ has given you that you then go like this, and then it's on them. I'm just telling you. 
You're not the judge. You're not even the jury. God gets to decide. And what we do is to give what has been given to us. Remember the prayer we just prayed? Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. It is just what Christians do. And I would love for us to be known, the body of Christ, as people that are ready to give what we've received. This idea of forgiveness, I'm going to give it. Then it's on them to work, work it out with their God. But instead, sometimes we think it's an option. Next one. Give people what they deserve versus give people grace that they don't deserve. My human nature, your human nature, what we live in a world is we just want to stick it to them. Right? If they've hurt us, revenge. That is not the way of the cross. That's not the way in which Jesus lived his life and then taught to the disciples 2,000 years ago in what he's teaching us today. We give grace. We are grace dispensers. We should be looking for opportunities to be able to say, here you go, here's what God has done for me, and I want to give this to you. And the last one. Focus on the faults of others versus focus on the forgiveness provided by God. And as I mentioned just a moment, I'm going to go through the story of Joseph, and I just really think that's his journey. You know, we don't hear him bringing up the dirt and focusing on the faults of his brothers or even Potiphar's wife or the cupbearer. We don't hear him doing that. Rather, he just keeps on going. He's got this very bold, courageous attitude that says, I'm going to follow the path of grace and mercy no matter what. All right, the next slide, just really quickly. This is going to give you a 30,000-foot view of uh, Joseph's story and then I'm going to get into something, and I'm going to get into your life a little bit. So if you are not nervous, you should be nervous. Okay? So just kind of hold off. I'm just going to give you the survey. All right, Joseph was the 11th son of Jacob and the first son of Rachel. He received a colorful coat from his father, which sparked jealousy among his brothers. Joseph had dreams that suggested his future prominence, causing further resentment. His brother sold him into slavery and he was taken to Egypt. In Egypt, he was bought by Potiphar, but was later falsely accused and imprisoned. Remember his wife? Okay, his wife was kind of going after him all the time and he just kept saying no. Uh, Joseph interpreted dreams for fellow inmates, the, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. And his accurate interpretation of Pharaoh's dream led to his appointment as second in command of Egypt. And I'd like to even... Make it bigger, because Egypt was the powerhouse in the world. So he was the second most powerful person in the world. That's what God did in his journey. All right? So now I'm going to share with you, let me count them, one, two, three, four, five words. And they're all, they're all there for us to consider. Let's put the first word up there. Betrayal. And I want you to picture that the enemy is talking to Joseph for a second and says, Joseph, look at what your brothers did to you. You see, you can't get betrayed if you don't have trust with people. You've got to connect the dots there. See, there's this built-in trust because they're brothers. 
their family, their blood. They should be able to trust him. And I could just picture during the journey of Joseph being beaten up and put into a well and the devil going like, hmm, Joseph, why don't you come over here? Why don't you sit in the seat of betrayal? And why don't you just start thinking really bad thoughts about your brother and think about ways in which you can get even and just go down that path. Destroy everything. Now maybe this is where I'm going to get in your face. How many of you have ever been hurt by somebody that you trusted? I'm guessing every hand should go up. Okay? All of us have because sin abounds. It's just everywhere. And the temptation by the devil himself says, why don't you sit in here and just judge? Just judge. And don't even look for an opportunity for forgiveness. Uh, the second thing that happens is the word blame, if I can have that up there. Uh, and this is the storyline I could just picture the devil himself uh, with this whole idea of him being tempted. The Bible says that Joseph was, uh, we'll just say good looking. And Potiphar's wife was like, um, uh, I, I like him. And the Bible actually says day after day, Potiphar's wife would try to get him. You know what I mean. And day after day, Joseph said no. So then he takes off, and in taking off, he leaves his coat behind. And then she blames Joseph for what she was doing. And I'd say this is very close to being like betrayal, but again, that element of trust, I think, was between the brothers and all that, but here is something going on here that's just not good. And I can almost picture Joseph, and you don't read it, you don't see it in Scripture. He's thrown into jail again, again. And it could be so easy to go down that path of blame. And I don't know about you, you just, you know, there are times I blame other people. And I sit in this chair. And it feels really good to blame other people and not maybe come to terms with stuff and just stay there. And it just gets yucky. The next word is a little different. It's the word bypass. And if you remember, here's the story. Uh, Joseph's in jail, in prison. The cupbearer, right, and the baker have dreams. Joseph interprets the dreams and kind of says, hey, don't forget me. So... The cupbearer gets out, right, and everything's good, and he's restored. The baker's actually killed by uh, Potiphar. And then for two years, two long years, Joseph was bypassed. He was sitting in the, the cupbearer, totally forgot about him. And he's, he was in there. And I, you don't find... Anything in there where Joseph is just kind of complaining. He's just doing his thing. He's just trusting the Lord. And maybe you've been bypassed. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's something you felt entitled to. And the devil just says, come on in. Have a seat. Live in this moment. And then when you put all of those together, then the next word is bitterness. And um, I find this a lot. Sometimes in a mirror. I can get bitter over things that are happening. 
This is not the place that God wants us to be. But yet the enemy will do everything he can to say, come on in, sit down, be comfortable, live in that betrayal, live in the blame, be bypassed and be upset with that, uh, be bitter, but instead, and I'm going to read the James passage. Next pass, uh, verse, please. Slide it over. Yeah, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So if you would picture, uh, if you can, you can put the next word up there, the word blessing. God wants to do this, okay? He has one blessing after another that he is doing this with. And it's not always, quote, getting what we want, but God providing everything we need. And the blessing is like this. But I'm going to tell you, you and me, we miss it when we're sitting in this chair. When betrayal, blame, being bypassed, and being bitter is part of our storyline, we're so consumed with that, and we forget about the blessing that God is going like this with. And he wants us to be blessed. This idea of a crown of life. How does that happen? Remember, I told you, there's nothing more important than God's relationship with you and your relationship with him. We find this in Genesis 39, verse 2. Next slide, please. <clears throat> the Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Now you got that, right? The Lord was with And then you get to the next verse, and it says, Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph. It's repeated again. Remember, I always say, whenever God wants to get our attention, he repeats himself. So this idea of what makes Joseph so, so incredible, it's not because he chose not to sit in this seat, but rather this relationship with God was something that was so important to him. And so I was thinking about that. You know, I, yes, we hear the phrase, the Lord was with Joseph, but you can flip it a little bit too, and it's still the same thing. Joseph was with the Lord. Joseph was with the Lord. Would that be said of you? Would that be said of me? I'll just say sometimes, yes. Sometimes I am with the Lord, and, and you know, it's really kind of cool. But there are times I go off and do my own thing, and that seat calls me, and I go there quickly, and I'll sit there. But I just want to challenge all of us. I, I, I love the fact that God has given us the scriptures, the Bible, the word of God. So we can open it up and we can read and see what God has done and learn and glean the power and the might that comes from being a child of the Heavenly Father. So open that up. And I'm going to tell you, come to a Bible study. There's a whole list of studies that you can be a part of on all different kinds of nights and times of the day. So you can sit there and say, well, you know, how do I just do it? Really, get into the Word of God. Understand his relationship with you 
and what he's wanting with your relationship with him. Do that. Secondly, prayer. I mentioned it earlier. I think it's one of the most underutilized gifts God has given. Pray. Pray and pray and pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for others. Pray for even for your enemies, as Jesus says. And that starts establishing this really great reliance on this big, glorious God. And then I have this last one is, is worship. And before you start thinking worship is what happens within the four walls of a church, it's not. I sometimes joke about the fact that when somebody says, well, how was worship today? They automatically think, oh, the nine o'clock service. Okay. No, worship is God making himself known to us and us responding to him. And it has nothing to do with the sacred 60 of what happens here. It's what happens here. So I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to press you. I, want, I know God is calling you. If you want to experience the blessings that God has for you, get close to him because he has kind of gotten close to us. And watch what happens. Joseph's story, fantastic. But God wants to write a story in you, in me in the relationships we have today and the ones that will be here tomorrow. Experience the blessing. I'd like to invite you to stand, and the blessing is actually going to be sung and join along as you sing that. God desires to put his blessing upon all of us.
Thinking maybe I could get over Or I could be stronger 
Do you see me, oh Lord, when I look to you for an answer? I need you to tell me how to carry on. And he said, keep on getting stronger, keep on getting wiser, my dear. Don't give in to the forces on succumb to your fear. Cross. 
Looking out my window, feeling the crescendo, sunset on a quiet sea. Sitting with the ones that I'll forever love, we're waiting on a flash of green. And even when the nights got cold, you have always held me close. You're the only rock that I could ever stand on, you're the only one for me. The sun goes up, the sun comes down, this old world keeps spinning round. I'm here traveling down this long and winding road. Seasons come and seasons go, they take me high, they leave me low, but I'm still standing on the only rock I know, you're my cornerstone.
There's a place where we 